Welcome everyone to another episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ali Bunker, or Ali the Bester is, the Bester was and the best there ever will be, at hosting Bunker, to give me my full title. Um, and as always, I'm joined to my right by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm doing just great. <laughs> Ooh, there we go, he's graduated from <laughs> all right. To just great. How are you really doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, he's all right. Um, Aiden, busy week in WWE this week. Um, Raw 25, the Raw Rumble build-up. Fair to say, you're a little bit disappointed. Um, yeah, I mean Raw 25 had such hype. Um, Raw Rumble build-up itself, there's not really anything going on. No, we we spent a lot of time talking about Raw Rumbles last week. So if you haven't heard it, go back last week to listen to our 2001 Raw Rumble watch along recap, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and that that time we weren't joined by Matt, but he is here this week. He's the man that positivity forgot. It's Matt Bumby, everyone. Hi, everybody. Matt, welcome back. Good to be back. How are you? Um, underwhelmed. <laughs> underwhelmed. So, yeah, it's going to be a common theme throughout this podcast, I think, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're all a little bit underwhelmed. Um, it was a little bit shit. Yes, I mean, we're just, obviously we're talking about Raw 25, which... To be uh, fair, so was SmackDown. <laughs> Aiden, you said, game with a lot of hype. Um, and rightfully so, given the sheer amount of old-timers, we, we should call them, um, announced in the in the build-up to the show. But it just ultimately I just, just didn't really work, did it? No. The whole two-locations thing... Oh, that bombed massively. It was. It must have been hard to pull off. Um, yeah, it must have been hard to do, and it just... I don't know if it worked. Uh, there was too many occasions where... Because they had so many names they've announced where they just clumped them all together and didn't really do anything with them. Uh, the, much of the current-day wrestlers didn't really do much for anybody. Um, I don't know what I was expecting, really, but I was kind of expecting a bit more. Yeah, I mean... Th- the main sort of for the, for the current day wrestlers anyway the, obviously the biggest story from Raw was the um, title change the Intercontinental title change so the Miz went over on, on Roman Reigns um, relatively cleanly for the Miz um, so yeah obviously that that's a, a big a big deal leading up to the Wrestlemania season um, lots of speculation and now puts Reigns in you know pole position to be winning the Royal Rumble to head into the main event of, of Mania presumably um, to face Brock Lesnar, although you know, how excited change. about that am I? <laughs> Woo! Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a big deal for Raw, but the rest of it just it was. I think the word we're gonna come back to like every few minutes with this Raw is underwhelming. Underwhelming. <laughs> Matt, I know you've got that underlined in your uh, in your notes. <laughs> underlined. <laughs> underwhelming. Um, so oh. Matt, just coming to you, what what were you particularly not pleased by? Okay, let's go to my notes. I've got about four pages of notes. Right, so I, my however, third, have none. My first critique is The Undertaker. I love The Undertaker. When I was eight years old, was when I started watching it, he scared the living shit out of me. I went to live events, he still scared the shit out of me. For anyone watching Raw yesterday on Monday night, 
Nobody would have been scared by an old man in the ring wearing black. Especially given the, the lack of entrance eeriness for his entrance, you know, which we're so so used to seeing. When was the last time the Undertaker came out without the lights down? Probably Has before, he ever? before he returned as the dead man into uh, WrestleMania twenty. Yeah. Um which, you know, is just didn't even, of. didn't even come out it was blackened even when he was American badass, weren't it? Sometimes I think, maybe not always. He's got to be able to see where he's going on his motorbike. No, no, but it blacked out and then come on. I don't know, maybe it did, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it was just weird to see, especially when afterwards Bray Wyatt um, had the dark. Well, no, I thought, uh, watching it, I thought, oh, they can't do that at the Manhattan Center, they have yeah. to have the lights on. Oh, they've done Bray Wyatt's entrance. <laughs> okay. I mean, there'd be no reason why they couldn't <laughs> turn lights off. <laughs> like, maybe it just not, wasn't as easy or whatever, but... Yeah, it's a bit, bit strange. Um, and what he said he was a bit weird. It was a more than cryptic, wasn't it? Maybe, maybe the entrance thing was symbolic. Maybe because yeah. he, he said he's laying these souls to rest or whatever. So maybe he's now come out of the darkness and into the light or some bullshit like that. Maybe, but all right. So what do we actually think he actually meant in his in his promo? Not a fucking clue. No idea. I personally, a- I'd no idea either. Your average Bray Wyatt promo made more sense than, <laughs> like, is he implying that there's more to come? Because it didn't sound like that. Is he implying that he's retiring? Because it didn't sound like that, but it also would be a very rubbish way for him to come out. Yeah. Um, I just, did it imply anything? Was he just saying, like, this is, well, I don't even know. <laughs> We're all kind of a bit lost. Lost on this one. It certainly did. It, if if that was his retirement speech, then whoever wrote it for him or him himself needs to have a proper look at themselves because that was terrible. Um, if that was a a way of trying to get, you know, a bit of hype for the WrestleMania season coming up with a possible return to the ring for him, then again, they need to have a proper look, proper look at themselves because they didn't do anything like that. It didn't build to anything. It didn't do anything. For me, if he's going to retire. I want him to come out normally and talk. As Mark Calloway. Yeah. Not as The Undertaker. I think he'd have so much more impact. Yeah. I think so. I mean, he, he could do it as his Undertaker character to a certain extent. Um, a bit like that. that. Remember that shoot promo? Or I say shoot. It was kind of like a work shoot promo that he did back at the end of the 90s. Um, where he sort of came out in like jogging bottoms and and a hoodie yeah and cut a promo with sort of out of character but he was still the undertaker i think something like that he could probably bring back for his retirement speech if there if there is one um but yeah that was again underwhelming that whole undertaker segment we kind of expected a lot a lot of been said about the prospect of him maybe being confronted by john cena to build up to a match at mania which obviously didn't happen and I'll get on to what we did get with John Cena later, but... So there was one positive thing about Raw 25. And it was the best thing that could have happened. No Rock. <laughs> no, no Rock. A lot of people were expecting The Rock to be there, but I I wasn't. I'm so done with The Rock. It's, <laughs> we, we all know my it's, feelings. It's, it's well documented. You're, you're not a fan of The Rock. Um, but I don't think he's a fan of the product. I think he is. Uh, he's, I don't think he has any time. I think he's on a. He's probably on a movie promotional tour at the moment. Oh yeah, but that's when he usually comes back. <laughs> it's, it's, 
<laughs> the movie's already out, so... <laughs> um, interestingly, I did read that. I think SmackDown's 1000th episode is going to be in October this year, around October sort of time. I would expect to see The Rock at that. Yeah, I won't be watching that one. <laughs> you just skip over that one. I'll maybe. skip that one. That's if SmackDown gets that far, because based on the current level of uh, entertainment, it doesn't deserve to get yeah, that far. Yeah, really, really poor, again. But yeah, back to Raw 25 then. Just the whole two location thing just didn't didn't seem to work, did it? No, not at all. Yeah, they must... I, I don't know if they also had some kind of communication problem sometimes, just because it, it just seemed like... A bit disjointed. Yeah, and... Like some technical difficulties with the microphones, like with JR and King, and it was yeah, just... I didn't get when the... who came out, and it was Bray Wyatt, and you could hear King going, "Don't say anything yet, don't say anything yet." Well, I think he, he was saying that no one should speak through Bray's entrance because JR started to speak. Yeah, but then he was like saying, "Right, not now," but then like not saying it out loud, whispering it. Yeah, it, was, it was like hush. Hush, Bray Wyatt's out here kind of thing. Yeah, I noticed that as well. I didn't know whether that was part of King just trying to play a character or not. Um, but yeah, it did seem a little bit from a from a, a technical point of view, it didn't seem to gel or or run as smoothly as it should have done. Um, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of distance between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, I know presenting anything from two different arenas would be difficult, but you'd think like a company of WWE's production quality would be able to pull that off seamlessly. They should have pre-recorded the Manhattan Center. Uh, probably a good idea. Oh, or one suggestion I've seen bounded around a lot was to um, have the Manhattan Center part of Raw, have a whole episode of Raw basically, but put it on the network as a special um, and then have just the normal Raw with like legends sort of interspersed in it um, as the as what was on the USA network. Um or have them like a pre-show at the Manhattan yeah. Centre, and have the main show at the at the Barclays <coughs> Centre. Um, but yeah, just having going back and forth, and there's a time where it's, it felt like it spent way too long at the Barclays, uh, and hadn't gone back to the Manhattan Centre for ages. And you kind of think, well, what's the point in it being there? Yeah, I know. I get the nostalgia, like great. I get the reason for it, but if you can't make it work, don't try and shoehorn it in. I just think the crowd were a little bit. The crowd was shit. Yeah, the crowd were really bad at the Manhattan Center. At both venues, I thought they were really rubbish. Have you seen the uh, the picture of uh, Jerry the King Lawler asleep? <laughs> allegedly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, it was both of them. Yeah, JR didn't so much look like it, but Jerry the King Lawler like legitimately looked like he was having a nap. But to be fair, I would be DVD. asleep. Like, they had nothing to watch. Apparently, they're thing their monitor weren't working so they couldn't the crowd in there couldn't see what was going on at the Barclays Centre yeah so I'd be pissed I'd just be alright I know that they had um, some cruiserweight matches and there was some little hitches that went along with that as well whereby they basically just left Um, but yeah not a lot of people paid a lot of money to be at the Manhattan Centre for that Raw. Yeah, the tickets were twice the price, really, of a, of the Barclays Centre Raw. Yeah, and to pay, I mean, they're already a fair chunk of of cash to go to a normal Raw, as we as we well know. Um, so to, for people to pay that much money and, and not really have anything, 
to really celebrate or, or to be entertained by for they were probably i mean the people would have been sat there for four hours four to five hours five, maybe five maybe six hours and they saw what three matches is it two matches two wasn't it the revival versus gallows and anderson and, and bray versus matt that was it was it was there another match I don't well, and there's obviously there was a cruiserweight match on top of that. Um, so but two televised matches, um, and then an Undertaker promo which really did nothing or said nothing. Um, and I enjoyed it, the DX moment. If it were DX, was it was all right, but it just came across as some really really old guys trying to be cool, and then they're not cool. I just I spent the whole night just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, that's what I kind of felt like, and. Uh, Part of me, I really wanted this um, Baller Club DX thing to happen, and it did. But I wanted them to, I wanted Baller Club to slightly play the heels in also yeah. how, how like DX aren't are no longer the most dominant faction or whatever because the Baller Club are. Because uh, I really think that that's the way they should be heading with Finn and Gallows and Anderson. I don't think they will. I think they'll probably keep them babyface, but no, I they so shouldn't. They'd work so much better as hills. It would also do away, probably do away with the whole demon thin thing. Yeah. Um, which you know I wouldn't be too they upset could, to see. So they back could put that. They could always bring that back. Yeah. Yeah, they could put that away for a, a year, maybe two years, and then when it comes back, it's more of a impact. Yeah. Um, but I, I just didn't. I didn't want the Ballad Club to come out and then just be this big loving. <laughs> and then the Revival obviously got a little bit of a burying. Um, that, well, they got a big burying during the match because, I mean, the matches that they did get at the Manhattan Centre weren't of particularly great quality. And then no. the Revival, Gallows and Anderson one was l- less than five minutes, I think. The, it's in the last, I'd say, 40 minutes seemed rushed. The whole, uh, Yeah, the la- I'd say probably the last hour seemed rushed especially the final segment at the Barclay Centre yeah which just seems so rushed it just kind of felt like because um, you're hearing on podcasts from the guests that were there and stuff that in the days leading up to it they didn't even know what they were going to be doing so it just kind of felt like it was all just decided on the day and there was no kind of real thought put into it they were like oh let's just do this and get that out of the way and then we'll do this with that person and it, m- most of it it just other than maybe Austin and Jericho, most of it was just a letdown. Even the legends. Austin bit was a bit of a letdown because he didn't say anything. He didn't get to say her word. I thought that was a bit of a shame because um, I don't know maybe if they didn't want the what chance <laughs> to or break out. Even just let him say his. Uh, his Stone Cold says so. Yeah. yeah, let him say his catchphrase. <clears throat> Yeah, it was a bit strange that Austin didn't get any mic time. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why it was. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he didn't feel confident enough doing it after all his time. But it doesn't sound like Stone Gold. Have, have you seen the uh, the video of him getting interviewed backstage by Mike Rowe? No, I've not actually watched it. He, Mike basically just asked him one question. Like, oh, how does it feel to be here for all 25? So it gives him an answer. And then... Mike goes like, "Oh well, thank, thanks for your time." And Stone Cold basically just pulls him up and just says, "Like, hold on, you, like, you guys fly me all the way out here. I mean, appear on Raw, like, kick some ass, and you're only going to ask me one question." And he just goes in on him for like two minutes straight about, "Like, you're no good at your job, blah blah blah. Like, next time you need to study, you need to do this. Like, next time I come back, I want you to come prepared with questions, all that kind of stuff." 
It's very funny. You should watch it. Sounds like a bit of a dick move. Yeah, Mike just sitting there like he's like, do you do you understand what I'm saying to you? Like he does like kind of like a joke of things like y- yes sir. And he's like you're not very good at your job, are you? He's like no sir. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, it sounds alright. Um, but Austin's always been great on the mic, so it was a bit a bit weird to see him not have any promo time or just to interact with Vince and Shane in any way. Um, I quite like that segment. I generally did feel like. Um, I don't know maybe I was being gullible but that he wasn't allowed to stun a Vince the way he went after Shane twice yeah Um, and then I thought okay that's the end but then obviously as soon as the music stopped and Vince turned around I knew that the stun was going to come um, but that was by I think by far the best bit of Raw 25 which is such a shame that it happened in the first 10 minutes uh, I'd actually say the uh, this is going to really this is going to amaze you guys. I think the uh, Ms. Roman Reigns match was the best thing of Raw 25. That's because Roman lost, right? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the actual because of the match. I um, I don't know if it's just me, but I felt that even this match was a bit of a letdown in that like, it just wasn't as good as their previous match. No, I don't think it was as good either. And again, yeah, it felt rushed. Yeah, it didn't go on as long. Um, it definitely felt... I think the ending was a bit of an anti-climax, although it was quite different from a... This is the sort of thing that happens in all the women's matches, by the way. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> but usually their turnbuckle isn't exposed. Um, but yeah, the the ending felt a little bit out of nowhere. Um, I, don't get me wrong, it was a good match. I just felt like it could have gone five more, five more minutes and it wasn't as good as the match where Roman defeated the Miz for the title. But, you know, swings around about, so it was still all right. Um, the rest of Raw 25, it just felt like they were... For instance, Mark Henry and the Godfather. Oh, that bit was shit. Like, what was that about? Oh, she's my wife. Oh, who cares? Yeah. Wait. Why was Mark Henry just walking down the, the the hallway? Yeah, we haven't seen him for about a year. Yeah. Wasn't He's officially retired now, by the way. Yeah. Wasn't it basically just meant to be kind of Godfather's finally grown up now? Yeah, that's... He, he settled down. He still owns a strip club. <laughs> yeah. He, he does in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I mean. He still yeah. owns a strip club. He's not grown up that much, has he? <laughs> There's no reason why you can't be a married man of a strip club. <laughs> Good um, luck with that. If you ever get married. <laughs> um, but yeah, just that segment was pointless. Um, all the stuff with the APA, which ultimately led to nothing. Oh, it um, led to the I'll Dudley you, boys coming back, which I'll was even yeah. what I did like about that was um, in the new day frying pancakes in his chip. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Basically, anything the New Day does with pancakes at the minute is pretty funny. But the, the whole APA thing, just it didn't really... There was no reason for it. Like, no. um, I know that it ultimately spawned the um, wonderful match that we saw between Heath and Rhino versus... Um, oh, brilliant. That was brilliant. Titus Worldwide. Uh, and, and then the return of the Dudley Boys. Why does... Why know hate Heath Slater so much? I don't know. He was in there like, yeah, kick his ass, give it like, I'll get the table. Like he was, yeah. he was loving it. We did. I think you missed it the week where um, Rhino and Heath Slater got a talking to by Kurt Angle, saying that the end of the year was coming up and he was looking to shake up Raw. And if they didn't start toughening up, then yeah, they would be out the door. So then Rhino yeah, went on this whole mission to I try and toughen Slater up. Him up thing, but then when he, he was just getting beaten up and he was just encouraging. Yeah. But even the Dudleys coming back was a bit of a... Ugh. I just, uh, everything just fell flat. And do you know, for me, what bit really griped me was 
the um, women backstage. Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. Yeah. That, that was just like a pointless thing. I apologise. Why? <laughs> oh dear. I, I apologise. Oh, shut up, Alexa. Alexa, shush, turn off. <laughs> Problems with modern day technology, eh? Modern day technology and Alexa Bliss. What's the. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. So, we're not allowed to say her name anymore? No, we've turned it off. Okay, I think so I've it's turned off. it off. Alright, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it just seemed like a stunt to put Ric Flair in. And for them to go, woo, yeah. woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I mean, there really wasn't much reason for Charlotte to be there other than that, right? There was also no reason really for AJ Styles to be there no. to bring Mean Gene in. And, and then Mean Gene, man, why did he look pissed off when he went, I'll tell you something, Mean Gene? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but Mean Gene Oakland was never on Raw. Yeah, they also bought him all the way there just for that. He didn't even say anything. <laughs> no. Uh, it was a bitch. It was a bitch. And there was just so much of it which was so unnecessary. And I feel like they could have had less legends and used them better. Do you want to know what my highlight was? Go for it. Elias. He's becoming a regular highlight for me. His whole his thing with Jericho in the back. Oh, the, is... the, the Jericho song was amazing. His, uh, it was that amazing I wrote it down his segment out there on his own and then he basically went over John Cena well I mean I would have been yeah this would have been a highlight for me or one that would have been the highlight for me had we not already seen this yeah I, I would like, have much about three weeks ago I would have much preferred Jericho to come out and interrupt him yeah but, that would have been so much better but then I suppose Cena coming out after and doing that it wouldn't have made sense for him to have two back to back interruptions and they still could have pulled that off the thing about what you said on the last podcast that I wasn't in, um, about Elias having a spare guitar. Yeah. He definitely did because the one he hit John Cena with had no ports at the back of it. Oh, right. So nothing to plug in, whereas the other one has stuff to plug in. Where did he... No, he didn't leave the ring, though, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. He left the ring and then it's went down to the timekeeper's bit and then... Yeah. Hmm. I think it probably is true. Two two different guitars, Aiden. Um, but yeah, Elias and John Cena. I mean, we saw this on was it New Year's or Christmas? Christmas. I think it's Christmas. Christmas. Um, and they actually had a match, and obviously John Cena won. But Elias put in a good show. Um, word rumor has it that this this came about. What Elias is essentially in Samoa Joe's spot for this rivalry. Um, I think. Before Joe got injured, and I still absolutely actually have no idea when that actually happened. How um, injured is he? Is he back for the rumble, or is no, he? He's out out of the rumble. It supposedly happened on his d- during his match on Raw two weeks ago, um, where he faced I think it was Titus O'Neil or something. Um, it happened during the match. Yeah, it's a foot injury, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he's he, I saw in a um, an article which. I no idea where it was from now um, but it was, it was an interview with Joe and he was basically saying that his timeline for return is definitely after the Rumble which is a big disappointing because yeah. for I'd me he, was, he would have been one of the favourites to win yeah well he would have been my favourite to win yeah um, so yeah it's a, that's a shame but so Elias is essentially taking Samoa Joe's spot because in when after Samoa Joe's last match he um, 
he basically called out John Cena and said that he's going to be the first guy he's going to eliminate from the Rumble match itself. So uh, they were obviously trying to spawn some sort of rivalry. Whether that was going to go all the way to WrestleMania or not, I don't know. Uh, probably maybe Elimination Chamber. I forget that we got Elimination well, Chamber in between, didn't we? Cena, uh, I believe, is being advertised for Fastlane. Ah, which, which is, is a SmackDown pay-per-view. pay-per-view. So, God knows. That, that's why people are, people are thinking that he's going to win the Rumble and then go after the SmackDown champion. I've heard a lot of stuff saying that him and... Nikki are going to win the Rumble, which oh really? People would hate that so much. Yeah, especially Philly crowd. Yeah, no, that, I don't see that happening. I don't see John Cena winning the Rumble. No, I don't. I don't see Nikki winning the Rumble anyway either. But um, yeah, I mean, Elimination Chamber is an interesting one. So hopefully Joe will be back by that time. Um, you would expect him to be in the main event on that. I would imagine, right? Yeah. How many more? How many other sort of top level? So you would uh, presume that Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, the Miz, maybe? No, because he's the Intercontinental Champion, so he would defend that, won't he? I think we had it with Dean Ambrose once, wasn't he in the Elimination Chamber as IC Champ? Yeah, last year. Yeah. It'd be kind of hard, other than Finn Balor, maybe, but um, other than. You know, Joe. I can't think of anyone else. No, there is no one else, is there? Maybe Seth. Seth Rollins, yeah. Seth Rollins, yeah. Jason Jordan. Which would presume <laughs> I'd presume that they're going to lose the titles at the Rumble. Hard to say, really. But if, if as what's being touted is Roman Reigns wins the Rumble and he goes after Brock at WrestleMania, then what would an Elimination Chamber match be about? The exactly. Title? See, I don't think. I don't think anyone from Raw is winning the Royal Rumble. Especially if, if they've got Elimination Chamber between... You said Seth last week. No, I said that, that was who I would like to win. And you said Roman would yeah, win. you said Roman. Yeah, but I've changed my mind. See, I said I had a week to mull it over. Um, You're going with the betting, aren't you? You looked at the betting today and you've gone, right, I'm going to go Shinsuke. No, I don't... Although I can see it happening. I, I don't really want Shinsuke to win a Royal Rumble. Although, if it leads to Shinsuke versus AJ for the title at WrestleMania in the main event... Then yes, but part of me thinks it will lead to Shinsuke versus Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, um, or against AJ not in the main event, which I wouldn't want to see. <coughs> you wouldn't want to see that match even if it's not in the main. No, no, it deserves to be main event, and they won't they won't get given the time if it's not the main event. I don't want to see Brock versus Roman as the show closer for WrestleMania. It's gonna be, you know, it will be because Vince fucking loves it and I know obviously we didn't get that definitive ending at Wrestlemania 31 for that match so I can understand the booking for it and that's how I imagine they will go down that route um, in the build up to it but it kind of it, that's why I don't expect Roman Reigns to win the Royal Rumble anymore and this is also assuming that Brock Lesnar retains the title which I'm assuming he will well, I heard, or I heard a long time ago, that they were going to put the belt on Braun just for the Rumble, and then take it off him at Elimination Chamber. I don't want that to happen. I, yeah. I think if you're going to do that, just don't give him the title at all. I yeah, well, I, I, eight-month-long world title reigns. Well, especially as like last year, Cena wins his sixteenth world title at the Rumble and then loses it three weeks later. Yeah. But there's no point. I think um, 
what would be interesting to, to try and find out, I guess, is if um, if Brock is booked for Elimination Chamber or not. Um, I but I don't think he would be. No, I, I would doubt it. So if if um, if he's not booked for it, then I'm assuming that that Elimination Chamber match would be to define who the number one contender is for WrestleMania. Well, unless they take the belt off Brock. Unless they take it off of him. Um, or, if he is booked for it and he loses the title to Braun, let's for, let's hope against hope that he doesn't lose it to Kane. Oh, um, if he loses it to Braun, then he's, he'd obviously be entitled to his rematch, which could be Elimination Chamber in, in, a, main, in a, a separate main event. And then the actual Elimination Chamber match could be to determine a number one contender, but then... I'd like the if he wins the belt chamber. back, then Braun is owed his rematch, you know. So it's yeah. I'd like the elimination chamber to be for the belt. Yeah, that's always when it's better. Have we ever had an elimination chamber match not for the title? Probably. I'm not sure. There's been so many elimination chamber matches now that I lost track of them all. I presume there's probably one that's been not for a title. Seems like a lot of effort to go to not for a title. <laughs> Hell in a cell. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see you know what Brock's put for and what he isn't. Um, but I fully expect Roman to not win the Royal Rumble. Um, although having said that, if he did win the Royal Rumble, I would not be shocked because it's, it's smacks of Vince McMahon. <laughs> Everything smacks of Vince. This this whole Raw twenty five smacked of Vince McMahon. Yeah, it felt like Vince was almost running the Barclays bit and Triple H was running the Manhattan bit, but Triple H was really sort of hamstrung by the resources at hand. Yeah. Because he only had obviously limited limited uh, superstars with him, limited space, and it just felt, the whole thing in the Manhattan set just felt like it didn't really belong. It's the size of the arena is so different. The crowd were dead. I don't necessarily blame them. Um, if you looked at the crowd it was the people who were going to go to that show were hardcore wrestling fans who remember the first Raw and maybe their, their kids or whatever but there wasn't a lot of young people in that crowd no. um, and I just felt like it obviously the whole DX bit would have pandered more to the older crowd because they would remember them um, but it just, there wasn't much for them to get excited about so I can understand the frustrations but at the same time I, just, I don't think they helped themselves by basically shitting over the, all over the show and it was I know we're kind of doing now but <laughs> we didn't pay a shit ton of money to go yeah I get that but I think we have spent way too long talking about it because it was that shit <laughs> it was just dis- it was massively disappointing if you were to take that episode of Raw in isolation without all the hype you'd think well, that was alright quite cool to see all these legends um, but because of the hype it got and you know we had network specials dedicated to top moments of Raw which were really good um, it's been hyped for probably about a month. Do you know solid. what disappointed me? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, Miz won the belt. That was it. That was the only thing that happened. Do you know what summed it up for me? In the in the opening segment where Shaden's definitely in the ring, I noticed there was a sign in about the seventh or eighth row which just said WWE used to be better. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, accurate. All these unfortunately, all these top twenty-five moment collections on the network and stuff just really highlights 
how much better it was back then than it is now. One thing fans I have... were better. Fans were better back then as well, and it it is it is a two way street. As much as we we watch it and think, oh, if this was better, we'd all be more excited about it. But the fans can make or break a show very easily, and you see it very rarely now, where a, where a group of where where a set of fans or a whole arena really get into the show and make it as exciting as it used to be if you watch the the top raw moments from back in the day on the on the network it's all helped by the fact that the crowd are so up for it and so rowdy there's so, so many at, signs so you look at the build up to Wrestlemania 30 yeah Daniel Bryan the crowd was shit hot yeah. every week you look at the build up to Cena versus Punk in Chicago and I mean that crowd that night were amazing. Yeah. So yeah, they the crowd can make an event. Yeah, and it's not just it's not just pay per views. It's it's Raw and SmackDown, which are essentially the sort of crux of of the wrestling that we see. Well, this is so disappointing. These are the go home shows for both Raw and SmackDown for the Rumble, and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Nothing, nothing of value really happened other than the Miz and Roman. Um, especially, I was really disappointed in the final segment as well, where a lot was made of, you know, Braun, Kane, and, and Brock were going to be in the ring at the same time for no reason, um, and they brought all of these people down to try and help, and then they all just fucked off. Yeah, that, that really <laughs> bothered me. The whole point of them being there yeah. was to prevent what exactly what happened. Yeah, and what annoyed me first well, you knew that was going to happen anyway but you thought maybe they'd put up a fight yeah to make it look more impressive that all these guys can't stop these three but they all just literally went mm-hmm. which is kind of what no, made me think it was maybe cut cut for time it they was kinda... definitely cut for time because when I watched it I paused it when Brock came in the ring and it literally had like five minutes to go yeah what's interesting though is that for the first hour of Raw, anyway, they did nearly five million viewers. Yeah, that that Stone Cold bit was one of the highest rated segments of a long, long time. And so that obviously signifies that there are a lot of lapsed viewers out there. But the rest of the show did absolutely nothing to to bring them back to, to have them stay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I had not watched it for a few years and gone. Oh, WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, Raw 25's on, I'll, I'll have a watch of that. I would have gone away thinking, oh, I'm glad I don't watch yeah. it anymore. And I, I just would have liked to have seen some more interaction between <coughs> legends and current superstars, because yeah. there really wasn't much. The, one, the, the interaction that there was between legends and current superstars was in that APA bit, which didn't really do anything, and... You know, they're the actual present day legends like John Cena and Chris Jericho with Elias, not previous legends, you know? Did you also notice Chris Jericho was wearing his. <laughs> I was just going to say that. It's, his Alpha. Yeah. His, what, his officially licensed MJPW t shirt. Yeah. I don't think it's just a Pro Wrestling Tees t shirt. Yeah, but that's, so their, that's he, their affiliate, right? He wore some merch which wasn't WWE merch on TV. Yeah. As much as it was covered up by a scarf and a guitar strap. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> yeah. For us. For us real fans, we could tell. <laughs> um, and yeah, Aiden, you sent a picture to us of Scott Hall turning up in an NJPW jacket to the which got me Raw really 25. excited because of what a certain someone has told us. Will Ospreay. Um, we didn't. I don't think we mentioned this, did we? Last week. 
about what Will Ospreay said after the show. No. He got yeah. So um, he got in the ring and it was all a little bit like, "Ooh, should I be saying this?" And and yeah, Pete Dunne sort of got out of there as quick as he could. Pete Dunne ran away. Yeah, and it's kind of all a bit. It seemed a little bit controversial at the time, but Will Ospreay seemed to be hinting at a possible what further collaboration between WWE and New Japan uh, or some sort of um, down the line, some sort of angle involving both of the companies. Um, he was very sort of tight-lipped about it, but also loose-lipped at the same time. Um, one thing he was definitely, definitely... He's not in about, the Rumble. He's not in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, because he's contracted to New Japan. Yeah, so he was sure about that one. Um, but yeah, I but don't he know did it, say, if you want to have a little flutter on this he did definitely say that Pete Dunne was going to be in the rumble did he? yeah no, he didn't. yes he did he said if you want to bet on someone being in the rumble look no further than and he pointed at the back which meant Pete Dunne I don't remember that I it clearly su- remember that it wouldn't surprise me if Pete Dunne was in it though I think mean, it was probably a good shout um, of course you remember it you're obsessed with Pete Dunne I'm not obsessed <laughs> with Pete Dunne <laughs> Although I am going to see him. When are you next seeing him? Uh, February 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the fourth or fifth time I've seen him. In like six months. Yeah. <laughs> he will remember me. And you're doing the meet and greet, right? You're not just in the crowd? Yeah, I'm doing the meet and greet. <laughs> I would be interested to know if he if he recognises you each time. Because you're obviously quite recognisable. He did sort of go, you're all right, mate, when we got in the ring the other last week. Yeah. But maybe he says that to everyone. Maybe. Um, just uh, Matt, while while we're on the topic, what did you think of the uh, IPW show we went to last week? I thought it was really good. Interesting. It was it was weird, wasn't it? In a in a sort of good way. Yeah, and some of the wrestling, and I didn't find out until a couple of days ago. You know, the first two wrestlers I thought, oh, they're a bit, a little bit. Oh, do you know they're like seventeen years old? Are they? Yeah. I knew they were. Tell, I knew they were pretty young. And the crowd were chanting at children wrestling. Yeah, I just I, I didn't think they'd be that young. They're you know tag what I mean? team as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Can't remember their names now. But yeah, Maverick Mill, Mad Maverick something. Yeah, they don't deserve to. We don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite, to be fair, I quite enjoyed that first match. I thought all of it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was all pretty good. Um, apart from, I didn't like the gimp bit. <laughs> no I didn't like that no. uh, I get that they, had, they were telling a story and, and I didn't like the fact that, that seemed got, very WWE attitude era I got hit with chewing gum as well yeah. which I didn't appreciate that was by um, Kip Sabian wasn't it yes yeah I should have thrown it back thinking about it we didn't we also didn't mention the um, well, the egg, the egg yolk uh, incident uh, <laughs> which yeah was, was pretty disgusting um, who was the, what was the guy's name? Who was the um, who was the champion? The champion at I think the time. It's something Is like Karen Noir. Karen Noir. Noir. Interesting character. Yeah. That's all I'll say. If you've never heard of Karen Noir, go look him up. Um, he's very very strange. He's like a cross between. Do you remember when Goldust had that he, that weird that cross dressing gimmick? I know it's yeah. all the time, but he's like Goldust. The, the artist formerly known as Goldust gimmick. He's like a cross between Goldust and a mime. And mine, and and also Marty Skrull with the uh, bird wings, <laughs> oh, yeah. as his entrance was. Um, yeah, just a very strange character. Um, good wrestler though. Good wrestler. He obviously has a persona in mind, and he's pulling it off. 
I feel like with higher production value, you could really sort of do something with it. So it might be worth keeping an eye out for, for Cara Noir, who lost his title to Kip Sabian on the night. Um, but yeah, just really interesting. Like, obviously, we're used to bigger arenas and. Well, only 170 of us there. Uh, 170, it felt pretty intimate. There's <laughs> certainly a squeeze getting in. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Um, God forbid you wanted to go get a bloody drink. <laughs> um, but it was. Yeah, it was all get fun. in the ring with tight jeans on. Oh, yeah. That does not happen. <laughs> I think we all fell victim today. Our tight jean. I just couldn't get my syndrome. leg up. I was like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> New jeans, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but it was good fun. So maybe, maybe we'll go again. I don't know if we, um, I don't think we made a decision on the February 21st one with Austin Aries, have we? But, um, no, is there still tickets available? I'm assuming there will be. I don't think, um, they, I think the last one sold out, but only quite late. So, um, I don't think many people know about it, to be fair. But we'll see. Well, they, um, do, they do it at other places as well, don't they? Yeah, they go all across the country. But they they were saying how they wanted sort of Milton Keynes to be the their new base or new home or whatever. But I don't know if they just say that wherever they go. Because the artist formerly known as Emma is going to be uh, one. <laughs> um, yeah, well, she's in, in one in Kent, I think, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we good fun. Doing some promo for uh, IPW. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to respond to my email next time, that'd be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the common theme running throughout all of our podcasts is no one responds to my emails. Yeah, Pete Dunn. Yeah. I will get him to respond to an email. <laughs> I'm determined. Um, right, okay. So, moving on then from IPW and also from Raw 25. Um, we can't, I guess we kind of have to talk about it. Um, some pretty concerning, upsetting in certain ways news coming from WWE over the last two days. Um, with relate well with regards to the status of Enzo Amore, um, Aiden fill us in with the with the details on this one. It's pretty shocking. Yeah, shocking is the word, and unacceptable is another. Enzo Amore, real name Eric Arndt has actually been uh, initially suspended and then fired by WWE on Tuesday um, following allegations of uh, drugging and raping a woman back in October. Um, the woman came out on, I believe, Monday on Twitter basically to say, look, I've been holding this in long enough and this is what happened and etc, etc. Um, WWE acted quite quickly and suspended him on Monday night. And, uh, yeah, Tuesday evening, our time, Tuesday afternoon over there, they've, uh, they've let him go, saying that, um, WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving sexual harassment or sexual assault until this, well, initially when they suspended him, saying until this matter is resolved, he's been suspended. And they let him go with a very brief article on the website just saying, WWE have come to terms with the release of Eric Arndt. That's it. Yeah, it was so brief and it was quite there wasn't much time between the um original suspension and the firing either it was it was almost like oh he's been suspended and now he's fired um so yeah it was obviously there was some development between the two incidents um that wwe were made aware of um what we're hearing is that the reason for the the firing is is more down to the the fact that enzo had 
known about an investigation that was ongoing since October and hadn't told the WWE, um, which, as far as I'm aware, breaks their morality clause. I think that's what they call it. Um, which, you know, Forenzo is a is a pretty silly thing to do, the um, not disclosing the information to WWE. We can't really comment on the accusations because at, at the minute that's all they are they're accusations and there is no proof um, as far as we're aware anyway um, in the public domain um, and you know a lot of people are doubting this lady's um, testimony because she seems to change her story every time she she says it um, but you know who's to say that you know what happened what she says happened didn't happen um, if it did obviously that cast a massive massive shadow over Enzo Amore or, or Eric Arndt as a as a human being um, and I know people have their doubts about Enzo's morality because um, he does come across as a bit of a polarizing figure both on screen and off but I do find it hard to believe that Enzo would be so stupid to do something like this yeah but then again never doubt the stupidity of a man it's probably good life advice yeah and I don't mean that to come across as like a feminist term saying that all men are just meant as in just any human in general just they they will do something stupid at some point yeah I, I don't know Enzo just seemed too switched on and too living he was living his gimmick which I guess was probably a, a help and a hindrance to him because a help in that you know it really helped him refine it and do well um but hindrance in that it obviously got him into situations where he probably shouldn't have been um and again we don't know we don't know the truth at this moment in time and hopefully that that truth will will come out and i sincerely hope that he didn't do what he's been accused of um you do wonder what where he's going to go now because he he definitely won't come back to wrestling he's just not that kind of guy um well and- he's not he's not a great wrestler is he he's an entertainer he's a performer um but i just feel like his his career is over now like in in every sense i know he, he's probably made a fair chunk of money so he can probably live fairly comfortably off of what he's got um but he's still quite young yeah i i think i, I don't know how seriously he's ever done it but i have heard him rap before in videos and stuff so i don't know whether he could maybe pursue that's the kind of career if he's just going to continue just being friends of famous people yeah um matter what's your take on this whole enzo situation is it's obviously i don't think you're enzo's biggest fan but he's he's one of the more entertaining aspects of current of the current product when he was with big Cass, i loved them as a tag team and i thought i used to i used to like him but um i'd say what the last sort of 12 months he's become irritating and but do you not agree that that that's what they were after yeah i I get that and that's the gimmick he was portraying and doing it well but then if you're gonna if you're gonna live your life in the mainstream like he does things like this are either going to happen or they'll be thrown at you yeah but isn't that isn't that a pretty upsetting um sort of notion that just because you're famous that people are going to do this to you anyway 
like even oh, again we don't know whether it's true or not but say it's not uh, isn't it just a, isn't it a bit strange that we should just accept that people are going to make these accusations like it seems like a pretty p- poor place to be in it's it's the oh, I'm trying to use my words carefully here be diplomatic but if he has done it then he's an absolute cunt and needs C-bomb and needs putting away for it if he hasn't she needs to be put away for what she's said because she is literally ruining a man's career yep and the whole firing thing from WWE I can fully fully understand and get on board with why they've released Enzo from his contract for them as a business it obviously doesn't look good regardless of whether he's guilty or not um, for them to be associated in any way yeah, it's um, putting the it's putting WWE's name in the gutter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and obviously the infraction of of not, um, not sort of releasing the information to them about the investigation going on is you know potentially I don't know about their contracts, but is is way of or is is basically seen as gross misconduct, which is and I imagine he was scared of telling the WWE. I don't know, maybe if. He just didn't take it seriously because, you know, if it didn't happen, for instance, maybe he just felt, oh, this is just someone making some stuff up. It will go away. Yeah, it'll blow but, over. But when yeah. the police investigation starts, and obviously you get officially notified of a police investigation into yourself, you, you have to tell your employer. I would have to tell my employer if that was going on. I'd have to tell mine. It, it, I, I don't know. He's, he's either been poorly advised or he just wasn't thinking um, but it's got himself in, in this situation whereby he's he's now lost his job and ultimately I can see he's, he's end, it's the end of his career which you know has been up and down uh, he wasn't the best in-ring performer but he was sure as hell more entertaining than three quarters of the current roster so it's just a big it's a big shame that he's that he's gone down his path and again we don't know if it's true or not Um but it's hard for us to comment when we don't know the yeah. ins and outs of the facts. It's been a uh, it's been a rough few weeks for the Enzo cast tandem. Yes. Is uh, just moving on to a little bit of a lighter note. Well, it's not really. Well, okay, it is, but it's yeah. not quite as serious. But uh, Carmela announced on Lillian Garcia's podcast this week that her and Cass have ended things. Yeah, I mean, I only really feel sorry for Cass in that situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carmen has moved on to Big E, I think. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, like I, I was literally watching the episode of Total Divas yesterday where they move into their new massive house in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, yeah. What's happening there? I'll have it. <laughs> yeah, I love the house. I don't think you can afford it, Aiden. Maybe if we all clumped together, we could. <laughs> they are cheaper in America, to be fair. That'd be our new recording studio. Pop over there every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be a bit expensive. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so yeah, end of end of Cass Mella. I'll just come up with that one. Um, yeah, it really wasn't that good. <laughs> <coughs> um, but yeah, speaking of Carmella and, and Big E, have you been watching these sort of videos that they've been putting out? For, I've for watched the, the videos. Challenge? I have not watched the Mix Max Challenge. Oh, I watched it earlier. Is it any good? It was all right. Exactly what you expect to happen happened. 
Have you... Um, oh, the Miz and Oscar one. Yeah, Oscar made Carmella submit. Oh. Have you seen the video of uh, Mike Kyoto going over to Miz? Yeah, this is what I was going to raise. Really loudly. Asuka's going over. Yeah. It's super clear. Yeah, I, I heard it. I was watching it on my phone. Um, and I, I heard that. And I thought, what, who was that? Was that someone in the crowd? Like, that's not terminology that a fan would use. Um, have you, I don't know if you've got it there, right? Yeah, I've got a video on Twitter here. Just see if you can, see if you can hear Turn it. Turn it up for me. Just walks over to Miz in the corner and just explicitly tells yeah, him. Like, just, just, surely Miz knows. Yeah, that seems like the kind of thing that they would know going out there. Yeah. Uh, unless it was just... Are you telling me it's predetermined? <laughs> unless it just, they, were, they just weren't sure who was going to finish the match. You're telling me it's not actual wrestling? And everything's predetermined? <laughs> You're in for a big shock, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, um, All this time. <laughs> match just had an epiphany. Um... <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was that they do obviously Miz and Asuka were going to win, but maybe they decided that Miz was going to get the pin or whatever, but then they changed halfway through. I don't know. I don't know if they were doing it based off crowd reactions or, or whatever, but um, it's a shame because I... Yeah, okay, the Miz and Asuka had to win that match, um, but I really enjoyed the New Day and Carmella together. <laughs> yeah, well, in the, in the semi-finals, uh, one of the spots goes to a second chance public vote thing, so... Oh, yeah, there is that, actually. I can imagine some good campaigning videos for that from New Day and Carmella. I just like the the whole um, <laughs> the thing with the big L. I thought was pretty funny. And there was a video where she was just sat in a washing machine, which was weird. Um, and then they had I I loved all like not just Biggie but all of New Day wearing Carmella's leotard. Yeah, but it, there was that video. Did you see the video that they did for that one? Where they were doing the dance. They were dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was really cool. Um, so yeah, they've they've really made the most of this whole mixed match challenge situation of being sort of chucked together, uh, and I think they really work well together, which is weird with obviously Carmella being a, a heel and New Day being pretty much the biggest faces that you can you can be, um, but this mixed match challenge has thrown up some interesting pairings, um, Braun Strowman and Alexa, for instance. Um, sorry, I uh, hesitated on her name now because I didn't want to set the uh, the machine off. Um, <laughs> Have you seen Braun patting her on the head? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. Oh, I've just thought. What's going to happen to Nia Jax now? Well, she's going to end that stupid storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was really interested to see where that went. Let's face it, they're never going to mention Enzo's name on WWE TV ever again. No, never. Um, so that's going to be buried, right? Yeah. Who will she go with now? I don't think she'll go with anyone. But what we do need is a new cruiserweight champion. We do. So yeah, there hasn't been any sort of announcement as to how they're going to deal with those stuff. Or did they say they're going to? I know that next week they're announcing a new GM for Two Hundred Five Live. Um, I think that was it in the announcements. I don't think the assumption is that there's going to be some sort of tournament for the belt. Um, although a lot of people are saying just give it to Cedric Alexander, or make or just um have him versus Mustafa Ali for. For the title, which I wouldn't be against, or just get rid of two if I have one. <laughs> well, they're not obviously. They're bringing in new GM, so they've obviously got some faith in it. Um, and as Aiden, you pointed out to us earlier, it does answer our question from episode twelve: Who's running two hundred five live? We'll find out on Tuesday next week. Well, I've got a little 
somebody's told me something and there's that many tag matches in 2F5 Live <laughs> it's going to be Teddy Long it can't be Teddy Long why? it cannot be Teddy Long why? and what relevance is Teddy Long to the Cruiserweight division what relevance did Teddy Long have to be in GM at Smackdown <laughs> no, that's none that's right does anyone actually remember how he got that job he no, just stopped being a ref didn't yeah, he yeah just stopped <laughs> being a ref and all of a sudden was GM that's from what I can remember well, he, he stopped being a ref and then he was managing Mark Henry for a while oh uh, right yeah um, so it wasn't straight from ref to GM uh, it, could, it could be Mike Kyoto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Corderas is going to come back as GM of 205 Live Chad Patton Definitely not El Hebner because he's too stupid. <laughs> El Hebner would be, I don't know, get lost on the way to 205 Live or whatever. It's just not Or a fall asleep. Because I once was at a signing and he fell asleep. <laughs> nice. And then loads of people walked past him and shouted, You screwed Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Bet that woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> but that really yeah, pissed him off. Just having a recurring nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, two or five like interesting to see that the developments on that. Um, I'm not really interested well, at all. I mean, it needs something. Obviously, they're now without their are they, biggest. Are they star. recording two or five live now? Like, is it is it still on? Because isn't that Mix Max Challenge on exactly the same time? I did yeah, think they, this. They do it after. They do it after the Mix Match. Oh, do they? Those people must be so bored by that time. It's a long old time. Yeah. To be there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they thought that one through. <laughs> well, you've got two hours of SmackDown, then you've got an hour of Mix Match, and then you've got two hours of... Yeah, I'll fuck off after the uh, yeah, Mix Match. It's not an hour of Mix Match Challenge, is it? No, it's not an hour, to be fair. It's more like half an hour. Um, I'd still whole... fuck off after that. Yeah. More with the two five live. I don't know, it's, so, it's annoying because the, the Cruiserweights are all really, really talented. It's just... The matches don't mean anything. And they all have to face each other, which really annoys me still. Yeah, it's a bit like the women's division on SmackDown, I guess, and Raw to a certain extent. Um, but they're just all clumped in together. But in like, why can't line. they just have like a cruiserweight champion that can wrestle anyone? Because that just just and then because there's not that many women, why don't you just have one title and they can wrestle on both shows? I don't know. I. I think they they obviously want to replicate the men's, the format of the men's in the women's just to make things the same. But then they've got to be signing more people. Like they're hoping, scraping hoping, the barrel to get this thirty. Well, I'm hoping with the Royal Rumble that they will sort of maybe integrate some people from that into the main roster after. Um, but at the same time, there's only a certain amount of TV time for the women each week. Um, and I know if there was more of them, there'd be more time. But part of me thinks there would be more people and, and the same amount of time and would just end up with more even bigger combined matches, matches. Yeah. <laughs> 12 women matches, 12 women matches. Um, or just a battle royal every week <laughs> which by the way um, so like the women's segment on Raw this week was a, was a six woman tag and then they all went had turns throwing each other over the top rope which I didn't think about before this week because that for women, it's a lot harder for them to go over the top rope generally because they're, they're a lot smaller. smaller. Yeah. Um, so it it would take it takes a lot longer and looks a lot more clunky than it does for the men to go over. And I didn't think about that until I saw it this week because yeah. you never see them go over the top. <laughs> it's not when, smooth, is it? When Asuka went to throw someone, you thought, "Oh, that'd be easy," and then like they hardly go over the top rope. Yeah. You think, "Ah, oh, that's gonna hurt." 
Imagine Alexa Bliss going over the top rope. She, she wouldn't, would she? She wouldn't be able to. <laughs> She's not in it. I know, but um, if she were, <laughs> she would fail to and be I'm eliminated. Not, this is not someone like Nia to literally pick her. Yeah, up. but I'm not being. This is not being rude or disrespectful because I'm a bigger person. How are they going to get Nia Jax over the top rope? Same way they get Big Show out every year. Yeah, <laughs> if you have enough people doing it, or or maybe something like she's she's leaning on the top of the bottom rope. She's got a foot on the bottom rope or something, so she's not actually on the floor, and they just tip her over. I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to Asuka and Nia Jax at the end, and Asuka eliminates her with in the sort of the same way that Benoit eliminated the Big Show. Or or her, do like, yeah, uh, she's running at the ropes to a low bridge. Yeah. Um, to see Nia Jax take a take a bump over the top rope onto the floor though would be pretty impressive. Um, although part of me thinks she'll she'll end up like the Big Show does every year and be eliminated by Everyone. five to ten people, um, and just sort of land on her feet very. So gently. how are they going to pull this off? Are they going to put one at the beginning of the show, one at the end of the show? It's an interesting question. I think they should do it that. Yeah. Um, they can't have both together. I mean, if you think about how long this card's going to be. You've got two Royal Rumble matches. So the Men's Royal Rumble typically lasts... An uh, hour and a bit. About an hour, just over. Uh, so the Women's Royal Rumble, technically, you'd think would last the same exactly sort of, the sort same of time. time yeah. So that's two hours, just over two hours gone. Factor in, I don't know, the beginning, the end of that match, that's another ten minutes. By the time you've sort of got to any other matches on the card, you're already two and a half hours in. Um, and you've a, got... Is it a four-hour show, the Royal Rumble? Yeah. So then you've got an hour and a half to to do your triple threat for the title, your two out of three falls match with the tag team title. I could see that going on the that pre-show. Should, well, that should be on the main card, and it should be a long match. Well, now they've cut the Cruiserweight title match, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, if, well, I imagine that's probably going to be on the pre-show anyway, but it freed up some time there. I'll be honest, if you're going to put one, if you're going to put a match on the pre-show, if you're going to put a tag team match on the pre-show, I'd rather it be the Raw one. Yeah. Because we've seen that match. Not with Jason Jordan in. <laughs> well, I don't think they would do a two out of three fours match on the pre-show. No, I don't think they would. But maybe they would. I don't know. I don't think they'd put Seth Rollins on the pre-show. Usos are the kings of the pre-show. They'd, they'd had, I think, four or five, if not even more, back-to-back WrestleMania pre-shows. And they also had a pretty decent show. They got some of pre-show this year. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'd rather they put the Raw match on the pre-show if they're going to put a tag team match on. But there is, what's, I mean, is there a, there's obviously AJ versus Kevin and Sammy. So there's four title matches and two Raw Rumbles. That's a lot. Yeah, which is a lot. And we're all staying up for it. Are we all going to be awake by the end of it? <laughs> well, I'll find it, I'll probably find it very difficult to sleep in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm not at a bar. No, you're at Steve. <laughs> Yeah, we keep going back to this, don't we? Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever, it's fine. Not offended. Well, the more you keep saying it, the more I keep thinking you are. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, isn't, isn't it, Ed? Sure. <laughs> You've got to book me in advance. Now we know that. We'll book you for next year's Royal Rumble. Oh, oh, well, there you go. That is that is way in advance. And I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> Speaking 
of the Royal Rumble pay-per-view then we've got coming up on Sunday, um, which Matt you are not watching with us, which we will never forget, never let you forget. Um, Where are you watching it? Watching it at the nobody point. cares. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, it's time for some predictions. Um, so, oh, you're good at this bit, Ali. This is your favourite bit. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find I did very well last time. That's the only one you have done very well in. Well, we've only done like three. We've done four, haven't we? Exactly, like three. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done four. Four is you... extremely like three, all right? And I think me and Aiden are tied. All right, well, if I win this one, then we're all tied, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not that far behind. Good luck with predictions. Right, okay, let's start with um, the tag team matches then. So let's go with the Raw tag team titles then. Um, Seth and Jason Jordan against Cesaro and Sheamus for the Raw tag team titles. Um, Matt, going with you, who are you going with? The Bar. Going Cesaro and Sheamus yeah. to regain the titles. Yeah. Aiden, how about you? Hmm... It's a bit tricky, because uh, you could go down the angle of JJ costing Seth or something. Yeah, I do think he's going to turn at this event. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with JJ and Seth, and then they'll lose them later, closer to WrestleMania. It just, this is actually quite a tough one. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna go with. JJ and Seth as well. Oh, it's only me out on the limb. Yeah, I think I can see Cesaro. As you, I think you're right, and I can see Cesaro and Sheamus winning them back soon. Um, I don't know if this feud goes all the way to Mania. I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. I hope the revival get in at um, some point. But you know, maybe I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Seth and Jason Jordan defend them in some sort of multi-tag team ladder match for instance like we saw last year um, because I think they could do really good things in that kind of match um, so I'm going to go with them two retaining uh, for the time being um, no you can't change it now that's what I said you said for the time being for the time being yeah no I mean they'll retain it and but they'll lose them oh, at some okay. point near, in the near future I thought you were just hedging your bets there <laughs> well I might change it there isn't much time to change my prediction so um, yeah I'm going to go with those guys um, so that's the tag team titles on Raw covered. Uh, how about SmackDown? So we've got Usos versus uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin in a two out of three falls match, which are generally always pretty good, especially Usos' two out of three falls matches. Um, Aiden, who are you going with on this one? Again, this is pretty tough. I feel like they're building Gable and Benjamin pretty well. Uh... But it, I think the right decision and the kind of decision I want to see would be to keep it on Usos all the way to WrestleMania. I think given the year that the Usos have had, they deserve to take the titles into Mania. They um, do. But we know what WWE yeah. like, are like taking off of them because of the drink what, driving. What, what Jey Uso did, yeah. Um, which kind of, to me, says that they're being, they're going to be punished and they're going to lose. Um, or having said that, they could always win them back at fast lane. This, yeah. Having said that, though, Jey Uso did lose clean to Chad Gable on SmackDown this week, right? Um, so yeah. Maybe that was his punishment. 
Um, <laughs> Everyone else gets their title. Yeah. You lose to Chad. Yeah. Clean. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one, actually. I think this is tougher than calling the Rumble. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've only got two options. <laughs> it's maybe not as tough. It's 50-50. Yeah, but you know half of the <laughs> people aren't going to win the Rumble. Um Ooh, this is a tough one. Matt, are you going with... Um... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. You don't push me into a corner. <laughs> All right. pick. I'm going Gable and Benjamin. Oh. Now you've gone that. You're no, no, not... no, no. You can't push me into a corner, Matt. <laughs> well, no. Now you've gone that. And you're really not good at predictions. Maybe I'll go to the Usos. Uh, Do you know what? For the second pay-per-view, I'm going to go out on a limb... I'm going to say Chad and Shelton Benjamin are going to win these. Fair enough. Uh, so two two sets of new tag team champions for you. Why not? No, fair enough. Could be, could be. Um, okay, moving on from that then. Um, we have got... Let's go with the SmackDown. Let's go with the WWE title. Um, this one, again, is quite difficult to call for me. Um, because I can see reasons for and against both sides, but... AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a, in a handicap match. Firstly, is that how we see it unfolding? I mean, obviously, Kevin and Sami are on the same side. Um, do we expect to see any sort of breakdown between the two? Do you, know, do you know what I'd love to see? This would be, this would be my dream, and you'll both, you'll both say no to this, would be that Kevin Owens and Sami win. And then they go into WrestleMania feuding and they have the match for the title at WrestleMania. You know, the only problem I have with that, and it's, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with it. The only issue I do have with it is that I can just see that playing out how Jericho and Owens played out being, again, word of the podcast, a bit underwhelming like for a WrestleMania main event. I don't know. I I think think them two could put it on. I don't think either Kevin or Sammy have the star power to main event WrestleMania in WWE's eyes. Maybe Kevin Owens does, but I, I doubt Sammy Zayn does. Just listening to Sammy Zayn on talk as Jericho. Yeah, he talk about the way that Vince, Vince talks about him or talks to him. I just don't think Sammy's Vince's favourite. No. Sammy's like the Christian of the present age. <laughs> <where> Vince, <laughs> Vince just hates him. <laughs> um, and for that reason, I'm going AJ Styles. Yeah. And also because he's phenomenal. I too am going AJ Styles. I three am going AJ Styles. <laughs> no, it's not what I want, but it's what I think will happen. But would you would you rather see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn or for the title, or AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the title? That was aimed at you, Matt. By the way. That's. <laughs> um, they don't book Shinsuke very well. Yeah. If we're talking if that match would have been in New Japan, then, well, yeah, I would definitely want to see that match. Yeah. But I don't know what they'd do with it in WWE. They may ruin it. Yeah. I don't know if Shinsuke's been around, or either of them have been around long enough in WWE to have that sort of face versus face, um, who's the better man kind of match in a main event. Um, Cena and Reigns, for instance, had it at No Mercy, which went pretty well. Further back, if you if you think Rock and Austin at WrestleMania, um, 
that was because they'd both been around so long and they were kind of all intertwined in that in their storylines and even though they didn't have that much direct action um the rock and austin are kind of synonymous with each other um i don't think shinsuke and aj are at that level that's we that's you predicting that shinsuke is going to win the rumble well yeah i mean and we'll get on to the rumble could be randy orton you never know (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me let me tell you or batista um but yeah we're all going aj then yeah okay uh, so onto the Raw, so the Universal, which I still can't get on board with, championship match. Um, this one is Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus Kane. Well, let's put it out there. It might as well just be Braun Strowman. <laughs> Braun versus Brock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless mean, any of us is going to go Kane. I'm, I'm not going to go with Kane. Are you doing? As much as it pains me to say, I'm, I'm not going with Kane. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you would. Yeah, you always used to pretend to be Kane when you wrestled my dad. Maybe back in the day, old school Kane. <laughs> old school Kane. Um, but I mean, I can't see Braun winning the title at this event. So <laughs> for that, I'm going with Brock. Yeah, it's staying on Brock. Yep, staying on Brock. And hopefully, Kane eats the pin. <sighs> yeah. I can kind of see how this one's going to go. Braun's probably going to put Brock through a table again. Brock's going to have a bit of rest. <laughs> Braun and Kane are going to go at it. And then Brock's going to come back and beat him up and pin Kane. Yeah. I think that's pretty much how it'll go. I don't think it'll last long. But he can't. They haven't got enough time. <laughs> well, I don't see it last. Well, Brock Lesnar matches don't last long, do they? Well, they do if he gets a chance to just have a, have a bit of a nap. Like he did at um, Survivor Series. Was it Survivor Series? No. SummerSlam. SummerSlam, that was the one. Um, yeah, just go through a table, get stretched off, and then come back about 10 minutes later. Mm. But, um, yeah, I can't see it going long, you're right. I don't think... You're not going to get a great match out of those three to get all together, I don't think. As good as Braun has been, and as good as Brock is, and, you know, to a certain extent, Kane knows how to put on a good match but it's just it's going to be a lot of lumbering around isn't it there's a lot of similar styles yeah Yeah. very slow very methodical and just not the style that i think engages a lot of viewers at the moment um so yeah i'm not expecting huge things and for that reason i'm not expecting a big brawl wins the title moment yet agreed Okay, let's move on to the um, the Royal Rumble matches themselves then. So, the SmackDown SmackDown and Raw women will be competing in the first ever 30-woman Royal Rumble match. Uh, and whether that bookends the show with one Royal, Royal Rumble at one end and another at the other, uh, we don't know. I'm assuming it should do. Um, a lot of people have been clamouring for it to actually be the main event, but no. I don't I don't want to see that. Um, this these Royal Rumbles they're always difficult to predict. Are they? I think they the are. The last few have I mean, been that unpredictable. The last few, have, have, they've been on a bad run of Royal Rumbles, let's face it. Part of, me, part of me feels ready to be disappointed when it goes the inevitable way of, say, Roman Reigns winning again. Um, well, I thought you guys were really on board with Roman Reigns. I do now. like Roman Reigns, but I don't want him to win the Royal Rumble. Again. I mean, 
I've always been one for wanting an up-and-coming star to win the Royal Rumble to make them a star, but they just don't do that anymore. I mean, they to a certain extent, they did it with Shawn Michaels back in the day, yeah, and they did it with Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. Um, but since then, Benoit, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio, maybe didn't Sheamus. Seamus was yeah, um, but that was a big waste of time. Yeah, exactly. But then everyone has nowadays, isn't they? Yeah. Uh, even Jinder Mahal has been world champion. Um, so yeah, they are very difficult to predict, and with it being the first women's one, it makes it quite difficult. But I actually have more confidence in this prediction than I do for the men's, in that I'm going with Asuka, and I've said Asuka for a long time. I just can't see how they, they would they wouldn't have her win because they they kind of have to right. What makes it difficult is the uncertainty of um, so many open spaces. Yeah. So, like you can't you can't guarantee all thirty people that are going to be in there. But I get at, at, at the same time I don't think a part timer or a former wrestler or a newbie is going to win the match. No. Uh, I've got I, my head and heart on this one. It's conflicting. I would be inclined to go the Asuka route. Imagine if it's Carmella. <laughs> She'd just win both of them. Imagine if it's James Ellsworth. <laughs> um, but I hope he comes in dressed like um, Bobby the Brain Heenan did for Raw. You rest, did you not wrestle Pete Dunne the other day? He did, yeah. yeah. The and uh, Pete Dunne beat the shit out of him, apparently. <laughs> Anyway, moving back to the Royal Rumble. Enough about Pete Dunne. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can speculate about Ronda Rousey and stuff like that, what you want. Um, realistically, yeah, like without knowing who's in it, the only other person I could go for would be Nia Jax, but I just don't see her winning it. So I want to go for someone different to be different, but I ask as the kind of obvious choice, really. I don't think they'll pull the trigger on Nia Jax yet. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to stick with what I said the other week. Becky Lynch. I think that's a big shout. Uh, brave. Brave, I think. Brave, but fortune favours the brave. Okay, Matt. Coming to you then. So you say you've got head and heart on this one. Surely your heart still says Paige is going to win it, right? <laughs> yeah. My, my heart says... She comes out number thirty, and all of this was just a massive, massive work. And can you imagine the crowd pop if she come out at thirty? Like, can you imagine that pop would be amazing, especially in Philly? I don't know. Um, would it be? Since they haven't said anything, she hasn't had that emotional goodbye. She hasn't. She, she hasn't been like gone for long. She's yeah. on TV every week. Uh, it would be yeah there would be a pop a lot of people would be surprised because of the news they've had but again they haven't said anything I feel like if it was a work they would be playing it up and they would have the whole you know the whole Mark Henry fake retirement thing they'd go to that length and have her come out and say she's retiring she can't compete and then because she's a heel she can go back on that yeah maybe but and then so what does your head say my head says ask her <laughs> Do you reckon we'll see like a Samoa Jolene just makes a random appearance in the women's one like with half a foot Samoa Jolene <laughs> same way as we get 
We'll probably see like Santina Morella. I don't think they'll do it. Or Hervina. I really don't think they'll go there this entire. No, they, no, they, no they can't. They can't make a mockery of this. They are. They have to take it seriously. They're so. Uh, I do think they could go Ronda Rousey route. I really do, because I think everyone wants to see her versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. I, I think you could see that without it needing to be for the title. Really? Well, not necessarily needed to be for the title, but. Without her winning the Royal Rumble, I think she could come in for that one match. A, a kind of a part-timer or some somebody of that kind of stature that Ronda Rousey would be. They generally don't do that on SmackDown. They don't put that on SmackDown. You get like Lesnar returns to Raw. Yeah, they're gonna want eyes. They're gonna want eyes on Raw with someone like Ronda Rousey, aren't they? Undertaker. Set up, it was with Reigns. She won't Raw. fight. She won't fight. Alexa Bliss, <laughs> will she? No, because that would just be a yeah. squash, right? Yeah. As good as she is, um, the War Women's Champ, but... Oh, I thought you meant Ronda Rousey. She'd go... She'd get her <laughs> ass kicked by Alexa. You only have a... I need to stop your name. I'm just not going to speak. <laughs> that makes for great podcasting. Aiden's a little bit ill this evening. Yeah, not very well, are you, Aiden? We had a cold last week. Now you've got some sort of Bug. Dirty virus. I'm alright. <laughs> oh, he's gone back to alright. Yeah, I'm alright. Um, so, yeah, I'm saying Oscar. So, we're all going with Oscar. No, I went with Oscar, Matt went with Oscar, Aiden, you've gone with Becky Lynch, right? Yes, because I'm an individual. <laughs> Fine. Um, okay. Final match of the evening, then, and the big one uh, the men's Royal Rumble match. 30 men over the top rope, as it is every year, other than the one when I was 40. Um, Main event at WrestleMania on the line. Aiden, why, why are you yawning again? <laughs> um, I'll come to you very quickly so you can get it out of the way. Who who, who you got? <coughs> I just don't know. Um, <laughs> Great prediction. I mean, <clears throat> I want to say Daniel Bryan, but obviously it's not going to happen. I want to say Seth Rollins. It's not going to happen. I don't think they'll go Shinsuke. I'm not going to go with Roman purely because I don't want to see it. So that doesn't really leave many options. <laughs> yeah. Who are they going for? I'm Finn Balor. Ooh. It's an interesting one. I I can see the reasons for for Finn and against Finn. Um, I don't know if Vince sees it in Finn to be a Royal Rumble winner. I'm thinking Triple H probably does. I think Triple H is a big fan of Finn. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, but I, I, I don't think I'm going with Finn. Um, it is a really difficult one this year, isn't it? It, yeah. was, it was, it is always quite hard, but I think I'm going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura. Just because of the way they... You looked at the odds earlier. But yeah, they change every day. <laughs> but the way they've booked him, I just think they need to do something with him to improve. And if they don't well, I just have him don't win, think Vince McMahon sees anything. Well, in him. fans do. Yeah, but the fans saw something in Daniel Bryan. And it was only us like pushing that that got him over. Yeah, I mean, I still think he thinks Daniel Bryan's <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the reason why he won't let him come back to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and why they... Just not very good, mate. 
And why they uh, introduced him on Raw 25 as just a Raw general manager, as a just sat down general manager. Speaking of general manager. I forgot to say that really, that bit really did grind me. (laughs) I'm speaking of general managers. Um, Yeah. But yeah, back to the Raw match itself then. I think we're ruling out, I mean, I'm ruling out Daniel Bryan as an entrant. I think you are in as well, right? Yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense in the current scheme of things. Matt, do you see it happening? Don't want it. Yes. Do I see it? No. no. I mean, yeah. I, I, do you know what I can see happening again is getting into number 30 oh, and yeah, people everyone. wanting Daniel Bryan and it not happening. It's going to be tidy. And, and whoever, gets, <laughs> whoever gets there is going to get booed to fuck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically, there's no way that WWE can pull this off without bringing Daniel Bryan back. Oh, if they don't have Daniel Bryan come back and Roman Reigns wins, then that's the ultimate slap in the face. Do you know what they could do? Which would... It'd be so heelish, but so good. Him come out at number 30, everyone go absolutely ape shit, and then the Miz come out and beat the shit out of him <laughs> before he gets to the ring. Or have your... Yeah. A lot of the Miz, the Miz and Daniel Bryan stuff was kind of resurrected on Raw a little bit. How good know. would that be, though? I mean... We've also mentioned many times, sort of amongst ourselves, how good it would be if The Miz was to come out to Daniel Bryan's music, which would just be amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> um, is there a shout for The Miz in the Royal Rumble? No. No? No. Not since he wins, he won the Intercontinental title. I mean, there's a chance he puts in a good show. So you, yeah. Are you saying Nakamura? I'm saying Nakamura. And you're saying Finn? Mm-hmm. Not confidently. I don't think I have any confidence in any of these predictions. I am going to go purely because I know Vince absolutely bums him. Roman Reigns. Yeah. I hate Roman Reigns. I'm going <laughs> to put it out there, but he's going to win the Rumble, and then everyone is going to go mad because it's Philly crowd. Do you really? Feel... I mean, again, I wouldn't surprise me if it happened. But do you really think WWE are going to do that in Philly again? So, have you watched the story of the Royal Rumble? Um, in what way? Have you seen the DVD? No. So, there's got a backstage bit where he was booed when he run the Rumble. Comes back to gorilla position. Everyone goes, ignore that. Ignore what their fans are saying. We wanted you to win, so you've won the Royal Rumble. Hmm. So they don't give a shit <laughs> what the fans are going to say. But, I mean, I feel like there's no need. Like, he's been there, he's done that. He can main event WrestleMania without winning the Royal Rumble just by giving it to someone who hasn't won it yet and the fans actually want to see in that spot. Their, one of their problems is they're just lacking in stars at the moment, so why not try and use this Create one, yeah. to build one? Imagine what it would do for Finn or Shinsuke if they won the Royal Rumble. Oh, no, do you know who's going to win the Royal Rumble? CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> if Finn and Shinsuke tagged together, no, the tag name not would be Finsuke. Shinsuke, well done. Are we not having that? CM Punk, no? No, we're not having, no, we're not having that. Bakamura. CM Punk. See you, Pop. See you, Pop. <laughs> um, so, Matt, your choice is Roman Reigns. See you, Pop. Yeah, Roman Reigns. 
Wow. Okay, so we've got three different, three different winners for the Rumble. So I think that brings us to the end of our Raw Rumble predictions and possibly the podcast for this week. Um, Matt, Aiden, got anything else you want to add? No. <laughs> Matt? Uh, no, I'll be watching the Royal Rumble at Steve's house. Yep. Good old Steve. <laughs> we well, give Steve a hard time. We like Steve. <laughs> you, you give Steve a quite we just a hard resent time. Steve. Um, it's because he went to WrestleMania with me. <laughs> Secretly, that's maybe what I'm harbouring a little bit. <laughs> Is it because we've never been to a WrestleMania? Again, I'm, I'm not going to say yes or no to that, but next but year yes. not that, not this year because it's too late to <laughs> organise yeah and I haven't got any money <laughs> but next year definitely I'm 100% behind it depends where it is let's face it it's going to be in Minnesota isn't it I don't think it is apparently Detroit is the front runner oh is it yeah no, I'm not in the mood to get shot <laughs> <laughs> not today no especially not today <laughs> Although if there's a day where I'd like it just to end, then yeah, do it today. It's a little bit extra. Come on, Aiden. Yeah, come on, Jesus. This is not a way to end a podcast. <laughs> or your life. With, will we see you next week? <laughs> Join <laughs> us next week where we find out whether Aiden made it through the week. Hey, that's a cliffhanger. That's how you get recurring views. Um, you must don't think we'd be bothered by views if you died. <laughs> well, it'd be nicer, though. Yeah, well, it'd be something it's to add. the blow. <laughs> <laughs> um, right on that note then um, so yeah thank you very much for joining us this week in what was our 16th episode becoming quite difficult to keep track of them now um, remember you can find us on social hold on media. is our 25 going to be as shit as raw 25 <laughs> was this you can almost guarantee that it will be yes. yeah. <laughs> oh you have the legends probably with not as many guests <laughs> yes yeah. and more people asking for refunds <laughs> Um, even though it's free yeah um yeah you can find us on the social on the social media on twitter on the social the underscore pwp and on instagram at the people's wrestling podcast um you can find me on twitter at ali bunker 88 aiden where can they find you at aiden bunker on uh twitter maybe not for long who knows <laughs> and uh matt you come to you every week and sometimes you remember and sometimes you don't I think I do this week. You think you do? The Bear M. Bumby. There you go. So, yeah. At the Bear M. Bumby. Do hit us up on online and, and get involved. And Aiden, I'm looking to you to maybe post those prediction things you do because you do that so well. Uh, if you've recovered in time, there is. Yeah, so, I'll do it from my hospital bed. <laughs> I'll try and do some live tweeting during the uh, Royal Rumble. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll. Uh, Some, someone's house, not a bar. We'll be covering. We'll be covering the event either way, before, during, and after. Um, I don't think I will after. I think I need bed after. No, I mean after Sunday. So probably on the podcast next week, we'll be running down what happened at the Royal Rumble. Hopefully, we've seen some really, really good matches and some deserving winners. Of Hopefully, both it's Rumbles. ten times better than this week because this week was shit. Yeah, it was a little bit shit this week on Raw and SmackDown. Um, don't have many positives. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of brings us to an end. So. Again, thank you very much for joining, and we'll see you next week. Laters, peeps. <laughs>